You're listening to a short preview of one of Simon's adventures. If you'd like to hear the whole adventure, then head over to simonsadventurestories.bandcamp.com. If you decide to buy this episode, or even a whole collection, you'll be helping Simon create lots more adventures in the future. Here comes Simon. G'day, my name is Simon. I'm an Australian green tree frog. I'm also a fact-finding frog. Thanks for coming to visit me in my rainforest. Now we can go on another adventure together. Oh yeah, the tree stump has left me another note full of crazy clues about the adventure we're about to go on. Can't say I understand them, but I do like reading them out. Clue number one. You may shiver when you see a shiver. Number two. Visit a cafe that has no coffee, no cakes, no tables and no chairs. Hmm. Number three. If you find yourself standing on the biggest living thing on earth, remember to wave because they can see it from the International Space Station. The only way to get to the bottom of these clues is to get going on this adventure. So, let's take in one really big breath together and when we breathe out, we'll be off. Okay, deep breath in. Hold it and breathe out. Here we go! Oh wow! This adventure is definitely going to be fully phenomenal and fishy because this is shark adventure number two! I told you we'd be back! because there were too many cool sharks for just one adventure. This does seem like an unusual place to see sharks though. Oh, we can hear and see and even smell the ocean. Mmm, nice, because we're quite close to it, but we're not on a beach, we're standing on a coral reef with the ocean about 30 steps away. I bet you've already worked out from that excellent and full-on funky music that we're in Australia. So this must be part of the Great Barrier Reef. And no wonder they call it great. It's more than 2,000 kilometers long. Now that makes it the biggest coral reef system in the world and the biggest living thing on Earth. Mm. Hang on a minute. That's one of the clues from the tree stump already. Coral is a living animal, so this really is the biggest living thing on Earth. They truly can see it from space and we're 
standing on it. Oh, one clue down, two to go. Because we're out in the super hot Australian sun, we better imagine we're wearing a hat and some sunscreen. In fact, it's so hot out here, I reckon chickens would lay hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> it's so hot, you could fry an egg on an ice cube. <laughs> it's so hot, you could wash and dry your clothes at the same time. <laughs> it's so hot out here, somebody needs to turn on the oven just to cool things down. <laughs> okay, I'll stop now, but you really do need a hat and a pair of shoes with nice thick soles. That coral can be super sharp and you definitely don't want to stand on a cone shell or a stonefish by mistake. They're both seriously poisonous. The cone shell has a built-in harpoon to jab you with. And the stonefish is so good at disguises, it could work for the secret service. It looks just like a rock or a lump of coral, except it's not. So. We'll follow the number one rule of walking on a coral reef. Look, but don't touch. Hmm. I know in the last shark adventure, I said sharks live in shallow water too. But this is ridiculous. There's almost no water here at all. Well, except for all the rock pools the tide has left behind. Can you see those in your mind? All the rock pools? Well, some of them are quite deep and they're slowly getting deeper. I think the tide is coming back in, yeah. Oh, check out the one on our left-hand side. If you stood in it, You'd easily be up to your knees in water. But rule number two when you're walking on coral reefs is to stay out of the rock pools. That's where all the sea creatures live till the tide comes back. Ooh, excellent! There's a bright blue starfish in that rock pool and a red sea anemone. Can you imagine that? It's little red fingers waving about in the water. <laughs> oh man, we are in luck. There's a super cute, tiny little clownfish living in the wavy fingers of that anemone. He's orange with three white stripes, just like the one out of that Disney movie. Uh, Finding uh, or Banjo. Oh, oh no, no, not Banjo. Uh, finding Nero. Oh. oh no. Now Nero was a Roman emperor. Oh, I know. Finding Elmo. Ah, oh, no. He was one of the Muppets. No worries. I'll look it up when I get back to the rainforest. 
Whenever I see something attached to a rock waving in the water like that, I always think, is it a friend or a nemone? <laughs> oh, wow! That's the detail detective sound. There's something for us to notice and it's crawling out of the rock pool a few steps in front of us. If it wasn't moving, you wouldn't even notice it because it's the same sandy colour as the seabed in the pools. Absolutely awesome camouflage. It's about half a metre long with a few dark spots on it and it's half walking, half crawling along the coral reef. And the weird thing is, that's definitely a fish. Ooh. It has fins and gills and a very fishy tail, but it's walking quite happily out of the water. Aha! Hold the bus and press the pause button. I know what that is. It's not just any fish. It's a shark. Really? Yes, sirree, a shark. But one of the smallest sharks in the world. That is an epaulette shark. <gasps> if you ever see one of these guys in real life, you could imagine you've travelled back 300 million years in a time machine and you're watching the first prehistoric fish to walk out of the ocean. I suppose if you think about it, people already have time machines. They're called clocks. <laughs> I used to be addicted to time travel, but that's all in the past now. <laughs> oh, I'd love to do more time travelling, but I don't think there's any future in it. <laughs> oh, come on. Let's have a closer look at this creature while it's walking between the rock pools. Now, how long do you reckon it can stay out of the water? Five minutes? No, longer. Ten minutes? Nope, much longer. Half an hour? Oh no, still longer. They can hold their breath 60 times longer than a person can. So, that means they can hold their breath for at least an hour. Wow! I'm not making it up. They can slide out of the water and wander around quite happily for an hour. They can do this because they have some totally mental mad skills. They can slow down their breathing and their heart rate, but I'll tell you what their real superpower is. They can power down their brain so it uses less oxygen. I'm serious. When they need to stay out of the water for a bit longer, they slow down how much blood goes to their brain to save energy. 
This is a fish that breaks all the rules. Oh, good job they're only small. If a three-metre-long mako shark could walk around on the sand for an hour, you'd never go back to the beach again. Oh, oh, have a look. It's sliding into that next rock pool, probably looking for some lunch. If you've ever heard the expression, a big fish in a little pond, that describes the epaulette shark perfectly. He's the only shark in these little ponds, so he can eat as many crabs or worms as he can find. And he will, because that's his favourite food. Can you hear that? That's the sound of our ride for sure. Can you see in your mind a little wooden jetty at the edge of the coral reef. It goes out into the ocean about 10 metres. My fact-finding frog submersible has just pulled up beside it. Now, to pick us up, of course. Come on, let's head over there. But on the way, let's make sure that we don't stand on anything too colourful. Another rule about walking on the reef is you need to try to walk on the dull, colourless bits of coral because they're already dead and they're safe to walk on. It's a bit like playing hopscotch. Okay, now we're at the jetty. Oh, nice! The side door of my submarine is open with a little ramp that's resting on the edge of the jetty so we can walk straight onto it. Okay, in we go. Welcome aboard the fact-finding frog, submersible. Oh, thanks for coming to get us, computer. We were starting to melt out there. My epidermal moisture detection system indicates a positive response, so I can confirm both of you are sweating, but that is not the same thing as melting. Oh yeah, fair enough. Now computer, we just spent ages on the Great Barrier Reef checking out the unbelievably cool epaulette shark. So, we only have time to visit one more. Can you please take us to the most famous shark in the world? And I'll do three fantastic facts about it. Of course, Simon. Whatever floats your boat. Computer, did you just say whatever floats your boat? Yes, I am continuing with my research into human expressions that you may like. You're doing a five-star grade A numero uno job, computer. I love it. Thank you, Simon. Are you ready to visit this famous fish? Completely, entirely, unequivocally and yippity doo You could just say yes. Roger that, computer. Affirmative, yes siree, and okie dokie. Oh dear, never mind. 
Welcome to the Pacific Ocean, between America and Hawaii. This is where the most famous sharks... That's the end of the preview. Remember, you can check out the whole adventure at simonsadventurestories.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.